0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Darren here. Um, given the sad events of Saturday with... My sad events of Saturday? It sounds like he's died. Um, given given um, that Matthias Click is now uh, leaving... Leeds United, um, and given that he's somebody that all of us um, at All Stats, aren't we, have really enjoyed watching over the last few years, and have got a lot of affection for, um, we wanted to put something out that we recorded in the summer, which was on our Patreon, uh, Patreon feed at the time, um, when we thought that that Click was going to leave uh, leave the club. Then, so what you'll hear um, after this is is a podcast where. Uh, Hobbsy, Adam, and I reminisce about our favourite Mateus Click moments. Reflect on what he's brought to the team and to the club. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's a really good listen and a really enjoyable uh, thing to listen to if you are a fan of Click, um, as as we are. Um, at the start of it, I've let, we're, we're going to leave in um, the little intro where you'll hear um, Adam and and Hobbsy talk about how bad the uh, yellow awake is and we're leaving that in because we think it's quite amusing um but otherwise do enjoy um this this podcast about click um and have a good old reminisce and if you want to watch you know want to listen to it while watching slow motion clips of him crying as he walked around ellen road on saturday that might enhance the experience all right enjoy thanks bye Hello and welcome to All Stats, Aren't We? A podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined eye over goings on Elland Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Darren Driver and I'm joined tonight by Josh Hobbs and Adam Elliott. Nice to see you both. Before we talk about today's subject in this Patreon special, I wanted to give each of you 30 seconds to sum up your feelings about the new away kit i'm timing you so adam go
1: personally i absolutely hate it i'll keep it short and sweet it's not for me at all i like the home kit a lot this year i think that's one of the best i've seen in my lifetime personally but this one is not for me but that's fine you can enjoy it if you like it and that's up to you um i'm personally going to keep the rest of my time for just saying quickly a big shout out to the meetup that we had this weekend and how amazing that was and seeing you all and anyone listening that was there. Thank you for coming. It was absolutely fabulous. And we managed to get all of the admins in one place at once. So thank you very much. And thanks to White Locks as well. I don't think any of them will be listening, but big shout out to them too.
0: <laughs> Agreed. And that was an excellent use of your time there, Adam. Well done. Uh, and you came in at 31 seconds. Oh. Um. So well done. Okay, Josh Hobbs. Sum up your feelings about the new kit, but also if you can describe what the hell it's supposed to be, that might be good too. <laughs> Ready
2: in three, two, one, go. I think it's a pretty good attempt to piss off everyone that wants <laughs> a yellow and blue, <laughs> wants a yellow and blue kit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might like, be right. Like, it's even in, like in the release thing, it was like traditional colours, edgy. And whatever, whatever, what did they say? Notorious colours. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it's like they can't just do classic. They refuse to do classic. Yeah. But whatever. I have a question for you both, and it's a simple vote system.
0: Is this better, Adam, or worse than the Gaviscon badge?
2: Better. It's better than Gavaskon. Better. It's better. Yeah. I mean, it's It's nearly. It's nearly impossible to be worse than that. It is. It is. Like that that made us an actual laughing stock. In world in, football. In, yeah, yeah, whereas I feel like lots of teams have bad away kits. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Just to let you
0: know guys that Tom and jacob on the other podcast which i've just finished recorded also went through the same process that you've just been through and i think there's some interesting comparisons to be made there Mm -hmm. anyway we're not here to talk about kits we are here to talk about matthias click so the reason we've decided to record this podcast today is because jesse marsh made some comments um recently which have indicated strongly indicated a possible um exit for for click and we wanted to take some time to reflect on his time at leeds reflect on him as a player and yeah i think it's a important thing to mark he's been an important part of our club for a long time so just to give the context of the quote Marsh was asked so Matthias is certainly a candidate for leaving this month and Marsh's comments were I don't know yet I really like Matthias and his mentality has been great Um, he understandably really wants to go to the World Cup and all of our guys are trying to figure out how it all fits it's an important four or five months for a lot of players Um, I like having Matthias here he's a great guy and he's putting
2: a lot into this And we'll see what happens. Hobbsy, what do you make of Marsh's comments? makes a lot of sense in the sense that he will want to go to the World Cup and we would have known that. And we know that he's been relegated from being the regular that he used to be, even to the point of Sam Greenwood, who we never would have said would have been a a double pivot player, but he was getting played uh, ahead of him by the end of last season. Uh, and we've seen in pre-season already that he was basically getting like late minutes rather than starts, and uh, even like Archie Gray was coming on earlier than him, and and so on. So I think I think it's not that surprising, although I'm disappointed about it. I was really sad
0: to see him with the and the rest bench that that mm-hmm. turned out for the Cagliari game. What about you, Hobson? What what did what did? Well, that? I
2: think. I hoped when I saw that, that he would like come on for Rodrigo and play for 20 minutes or something like that. Whereas I thought that the rest of that bench was probably like just there because the others had played in the behind closed doors game against Manchester City. I presumed that that means that maybe JB and Archie Gray played in midfield against City and Click didn't play. But yeah, when I first saw the bench, I thought that he would still play. When it turns out that the whole team played ninety minutes, you realise, and then you get the comments at the end afterwards, and it's sort of like it. I, it was sort of the slow realisation of, oh no, he might he might leave. Adam, um, there's been a lot of talk in the press over the last day or two, um, in the in
0: the in the, Le- in the Leeds United facing press anyway, um, about Click being desperate to get out now in order to to kind of get some chance of getting some World Cup minutes. So what do you make it? Hobbs, he's talked a bit from a club point of view. Um, what, do, what do you think of it from, from Click's point of view?
1: There's a fair bit to unpack, isn't there? He's obviously fallen down the pecking order, even within the squad, and that doesn't help. And I'm certain that like he clearly loves it here, and he seems to be someone that's really bought into what, well, particularly from Bielsa onwards, what we were doing. Um, and he didn't really look back from there. And I was just having a look at things. He certainly must love it here because he's played for us about 180 times now, nearly 200 games, which is by far the most that he's played at any team. It's not even close. Um, and, you know, he's he's one of our favourite players. I think we'll all agree on that from, from this era. But he has to play games. He's got the World Cup that's coming up. So that's got to be a factor as well for him. Does he think he fits in now? Um, he's now going to be third or fourth choice. And, you know, He might be able to play a couple of different positions. He could play as one of the pivot players. Uh, he could play as a, you know, one of the wide 10s, perhaps. Like Hobbs, you mentioned him coming on for Rodrigo, potentially as, as more of an attacking role. I think he could do a bit of both of those, but it's not his best position, as as we kind of know. Um, so, yeah, that, that's all got to play into this. But it's, I think the biggest factor might be that the World Cup's coming up and that he needs to be playing regularly for a team before that um and yeah there are other things as well i don't know if he bought into marsh's football as well as he did Bielsa's um he's one of the least sort of keen on doing things the way marsh wanted to do it i remember particularly in the sense that he was like forcing the ball wide quite a lot of the time like he would when he was playing under Bielsa and i don't know how much of that is sort of like just muscle memory um but he was doing these one twos and build up with a full back or a winger on, you know on the wide in the wide areas and he was dragging the ball out there quite a lot which is obviously not something that Marsh wants to be doing. He wants to be pushing the ball up into zone 14 or into the attacking players as quickly as possible so the strikers and the attacking midfielders. So even though I thought he did okay as a pivot player last season, he also wasn't necessarily building up quite in the way that Marsh wants to do so I think that's definitely got to be a factor as well but the biggest one yeah like I mentioned it's probably the World Cup
0: yeah that's, that's fair as we all remember we brought uh, Mate's click in under Thomas Christensen when when I suppose it'd be fair to say that he came in when Victor Orta was sort of spread betting his signings and signing a lot of low value players to build up the squad and, and build up the youth team as well and I guess it'd be fair to say that he didn't make much of an early impression. So apart from that slip at Cardiff, which we all remember, Adam, what recollections do you have of him?
1: In honestly, like not very much, like very little. Back then, I just I remember a game against Burnley in the cup that he played really well in. Um but largely I don't think he was great and I think that's partly because in that system he was playing in a 4 3 one double pivot and that really didn't suit him whatsoever at all and obviously he ended up leaving to go to the Netherlands Utrecht to sort of recapture his form and, and yeah, I just don't remember much of him while he was here in that era Like, I guess I've sort of tried to block out a lot of that and, and remember the good times that came after it with Click and, and how important he was under Bielsa but I, yeah, I can't remember much I don't know about you two
0: yeah, Hobbsy, we didn't really get a
2: chance to understand what kind of footballer he was at that time, did we? No, I would say that I think I just remember I think he took a penalty against Burnley. Yep. Uh, and I remember tweeting that it made me pregnant because it was the first <laughs> time that I, <laughs> it was the first time I ever saw his um his penalty taking style where he sort of just stroked it in. But yeah, he uh he was not memorable at all at that time. And then he, when he was at Utrecht, he was getting loads of goals and assists, I think, uh, mm. and playing as, as like a 10 for them, yeah. I think. Mm. Um, so that, that was interesting. And then, yeah, we couldn't have predicted really what, what play he would become mm-hmm. no so what did you make what I mean I suppose in
0: retrospect because you mean you, at the time when when he was sent out to Utrecht it may, it may not have even been something that particularly registered on our radar right but but what what do you make of his treatment at that time Adam it seems it seems really odd in retrospect right
1: yeah I mean Christensen clearly didn't fancy him and, and fair play to click on that side of things for so wanting to get out and play you know and he got out pretty quick as well he went in January didn't he as soon as he was sort of out of the team is like, I'm going to go and play football. And like we've said, he, he did perform quite well for Utrecht. And I'd have probably done the same thing, um you, you know, maybe not necessarily played well, but you know, I would have wanted to go out on loan. <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs>
1: But it is odd that someone as talented as he is at Championship level in particular. I know there's people that still question him to this day in the Premier League and how good he is and how good he's been, but in the Championship it's undeniable that he was a really good player for us. So it's interesting that we couldn't find a role for him, but I guess he didn't really suit a four-two-three-one, one and he probably needed to play as some sort of an 8, maybe even a 10 at that time and we didn't really utilise him in that, in that way and I don't think Christensen got the best out of him. Maybe it's just as simple as that and it's about stylistic fits what manager fits you best as a player and clearly Bielsa was the guy to do that and Christensen wasn't
0: and it felt very much like the doll was close to him at that point right Hobbsy
2: yeah that yeah I mean I think there's the story of him saying um that he uh was not finished I think that's what he said to to Orta like mm-hmm. when he when he went out on loan he said like I, I, I'm not done here kind of thing but I think I think we probably all maybe thought he would gone that summer like they mm. would just cut their losses on on him and it it did actually seem like that was gonna be what happened to start with when they sort of when bielsa arrived and organized the squads like i think he had like a players i'm keeping players i'm like bombing out the door and then players that i'm not sure on and he i think it sounds like he sort of like worked his way up like that's that summer from <laughs> from one group to another
0: yeah, so like you say, he um, he did really well on the uh, Utrecht. Uh, Fourteen appearances and one goal and a, and a number of assists is 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 what I can't remember. Can't find the number of assists quickly, but he scored once and and I know he did get a number of assists there too. And as you say, it wasn't certain that it, that, it, that what role he'd play at Bielsa's in Bielsa's first season at Leeds or whether he'd have um, a role at all. Um, so Adam, when when he did come into the team. What was Click's role that season in, in terms of the tactical plans?
1: Um, he came in as one of the sort of attacking eights that we played with at the time, and it was such a fun time. This, I'm sure you both remember it well. He played with Samuel Saez, didn't he? And in, in the two free eight roles uh, ahead of Calvin Phillips, and they dovetailed really nicely together. Um, Both of them were kind of told not only to just get on the ball, but also get beyond the striker as much as possible. So the very, very first goal that we scored of that era, I was at that game, um, Stoke City. And it comes from Click getting beyond roof and scoring um, from that. And in that season in particular, we saw him doing this constantly where he would stretch the defence by running beyond them. Now, maybe as he's got older and, and maybe he's lost some mobility. Maybe that's why he stopped doing that as much. Or maybe he's just become a little bit more conservative because we don't see him doing that. Or We weren't certainly in the last few seasons, but in that first season, that was a, a constant theme. Um, And yeah, I mean, he scored 10 goals that season. So he was clearly very effective at doing such things like that. And our attack was just fantastic, really. Um, We should have scored a lot more, but he was particularly excellent. Um, And obviously... That changed a little bit the season after when Saez is oh well not even the season after but halfway maybe a little when Saez had gone but for the first half of that season it was absolutely amazing to watch those two sort of having Saez dribble with the ball and and click just almost push the centre backs back a lot or stretch them by pushing on beyond the uh, the last line of defence and he was also very he was also sorry one last thing we must say that. Obviously, a lot of the players in that team were very good at pressing. Click uh, bought into that very quickly and, and was one of our most capable pressers in the midfield and winning back the ball.
0: Hobbsy Click said at the time that he'd never had a goal-scoring season like that, and that, that he thought that was unusual that he'd scored ten goals in that in that season. What 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 are your memories of of how he played
2: in that that first Bielsa team? Mm, I think um, Adams kind of touched on something that I was gonna. Uh, mention already which i think is part of why he scored a lot of goals early on and i think it was playing with saiz did make did help with that because Saez's like movement and like the way that he would drag uh, opponents around i think it just created more space for, for him to attack uh, and as so you had saiz and pablo both sort of like dragging defenders around plus you've got Kimar our roof at that period of time playing up front as well and he he was basically just making so many runs in behind and stretching and just that those three players were manipulating uh opposition defenses around so much that click could arrive in the box uh and and score and i mean as well as that he also had a couple of um of quality long range shots uh that the Derby uh one where he bent that one into the corner, the Sheffield Wednesday one similarly. Um so he had a he had a little like hot streak in terms of um the kinds of shots that didn't perhaps tend to go in later on. Um but I think there was also just the fact that he was just like thriving uh in terms of the space that he had.
0: Yeah, because Sai's one of his key things was that he'd run with the ball and draw defenders to him, wasn't it? And that that would create that would create space for Pablo Click, um Roof, um and whoever. So I think that's definitely definitely true. But um Hubzy, how did Click's role change in in the following season because it it felt like throughout that season the fan base's opinion on Click specifically shifted a little bit because of his attacking output dropping. Um, so what, what were the reasons for his attacking output dropping, do you think?
2: Well, I kind of think it happened a little bit earlier because I, I think that it happened when we kind of had to shift Pablo in to be that player alongside him. And Pablo, like, even though Saiz wasn't exactly, like, a great defender or anything, but um, Pablo was obviously not quite as mobile. Um, and also, I think Pablo... Uh, was more of a passer whereas um, Saez was a big ball carrier so it didn't it kind of changed the way that we moved players around then we also had Roberts in there at times so we did have some of that ball carrying still but but then it felt like with Roberts in there again maybe click became a bit more like a like a box-to-box player a little bit less than a like attacking player in the same way that that he had been but then in that next season it tweaks a little bit more and you've got him next to Forshaw to start with and that's when we talk about like having that sort of period of like unrelenting control um where we had like Pablo on the right and the midfield two of Forshaw and Click in front of um of Calvin and I think the thing that you saw a lot with Click there was his like combining with pablo on the right he would do all of that overloading the right flank uh and then we would ping it over to harrison and and that worked really effectively and then obviously then costa came onto the right and pablo moved inside again um and i just think that that kind of like pablo was such a ball magnet that it just kind of changes click's role he kind of ends up playing a bit more like a supporting role a bit more of continuity um, sort of play, perhaps. Yeah, and and he became like I would say he became like the pressy link player, like um, not that he wasn't that in that first season, but just I just think that Saez's ball carrying just enabled that little bit more space for him to get into the box, which it which it, he still did. It, I don't think that ever got totally lost. Like you know, we saw it at the start of the of the Premier League season, um against liverpool him getting into the box to score um it's, it's not like he, that just went but he couldn't do that with the same sort of abandon that he, that he could like in that first sort of few months
0: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot Adam, because of because of the things that Hobbsy's talked about there in terms of his like really great skills in terms of linking play up in terms of continuity. He was so key to everything we did in that promotion season, wasn't he? And although it wasn't his flashiest season, it wasn't his highest goal scoring season, was that his best season in a lead shirt, do you think?
1: I think it is a close call. I think I do remember that period that Hobbsy was talking about just then with Forshaw in the midfield and how like dominant we were. Games were just so easy for us to just keep the ball in and just have opposition teams penned right into their own half. Um, I mean, they were kind of sitting off us anyway, but with with those players, it was just so easy to just like dominate the games. In the first season, obviously, like you mentioned, he got more goals and assists, and I guess that's important. But yeah, he was so well ingrained in the system by that team 20 season when we got promoted that he was just consistently amazing for us in my opinion and, and I think that's the most important part when you, you sort of understand the system so fundamentally um, and so easily and, and that's why we were so strong that season and, and we kind of ended up blitzing the league didn't we um, his pressing was so important like Cobs you mentioned him being like a support player to the others that was also became more apparent and really important for us and yeah, like we were off the ball still really strong because we had people like him still helping to facilitate all the others. So, yeah, I I think he's by far one of my favourite players of that era. And I, I do need to like say that again. But yeah, either season really was amazing. But you could maybe just lean to the 19-20 just because of the overall performance of the team as well. I think he was such a big part of that. And we were just a slight level higher than the season before that.
0: And Hobbsy, as you've said, he started really well in the in the Premier League and there was the point where Bielsa was really singing clicks praises, saying that he could play for any team. But but then he seemed to drop off, right? So so I guess the two questions here. So why did he drop off? Why did
2: he seem to drop off? And where did the drop-off begin? Well, I think it's an interesting one because I think that that sort of midfield two that had played the majority of that, that promotion season was click and pablo and they started together against liverpool and then i don't think they played together again for the whole season um because like i think you have you have to say that i think pablo struggled in the very first game like that was a crazy wild game of football um and leeds gave as good as we got but i think i think hernandez was was a bit of a a passenger in that game whereas i think click wasn't um, but what we saw with Pablo kind of dropping out, um, we quite quickly saw Rodrigo become that midfield partner. And even though Pablo struggled in that first game, you knew that Pablo and Click could work together. They were functional together. Um, Rodrigo and Click were never functional together because <laughs> both of them would run beyond the ball and then like leave this like cavernous space behind them when when Leeds turned turn the ball over and and it's weird. It, it's kind of strange that we did so well in that first season because our midfield was an absolute mess even at that period of time like we we focused a lot on how horrible the midfield was last season but i mean it really was in <laughs> in 2021 as well um but we were so good in in other aspects of our play that that kind of made up for it but yeah, I think Bielsa basically decided like Rodrigo's the guy I'm going to go with because he brings like this creative upside. Uh, and, and I, I think he, he knew he couldn't pick both of them. So he dropped click and he decided to go like if I'll use Dallas to kind of like plug some of the gaps that are getting left um, because Rodrigo doesn't um, offer that sort of same solidity. But funnily enough, dallas had this like incredible goal scoring season um which is quite weird <laughs> to think because he was he it felt like he was in there for like functionality and um we talked a lot about that that whole idea of him sort of being like a zonal marker in midfield to sort of break up the man marking thing but also he was one of our real attacking threats and yeah that basically meant unfortunately click had to get sacrificed and he never kind of recovered that position.
0: I, I guess it's partly as well because because although I think click click is much more considered in the way that he uses the ball, I think Rodrigo is demonstrably better in those transitional moments in terms of like moving the play on quickly, and I think that's part of it. But Adam. Um, I'm just going to come off the running order slightly here because there's something that's in my mind that I want to ask you about, which is what part do you think like playing constantly right throughout those previous two seasons, the championship seasons, and then the injuries that he started to pick up in the Premier League played in, in him sort of losing his his spot in the team?
1: He lost a bit of mojo and a bit of form, didn't he? After that, I think the injuries knocked him a little bit. But yeah, he played so much for so long. We we don't talk about this a lot, actually. But didn't he play like almost every game for two seasons straight in the championship? He might have missed one. Was it the derby yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, he did.
2: The only time he missed a game in the championship under Bielsa was when yeah, he no, was Bielsa. just still pissed, he was hungover. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, like that's probably not helped him at all and he also was playing regularly for Poland at the time so he basically was never getting a rest Um, I can't remember exactly what your question was but but yeah basically I think that definitely was a a part of why he probably suffered in that first Premier League season and and he started to struggle a little bit and I think that people were sort of writing him off as well and that doesn't help and I know that he's over the last couple of seasons in particular had some issues on social media and he's come off for a little bit here and there as well so he probably has seen some of that stuff and that kind of helped and then yeah, after playing so many games, it does sort of catch up to you eventually,
0: for sure. And although although he did lose his place in the in the starting eleven for quite a, a bit of that season, Bielsa never completely lost faith in him. Faith in him, did he? he? Did bring him in back towards the back end of the season there, Adam?
1: Yeah, of course he did. I think. Bielsa's loyalty to the players has been pretty well documented and I don't think this is just applicable to Click, but I think he's needed help in that sort of role in that position for a while and I think this can apply to other areas like I say but centre midfield is probably the biggest one that's hindered us over the Bielsa uh, reign and um, yeah, I think he was definitely overused. Um, but I think the reason that else has trusted him so much is probably because how specific the role is and how much he thought he could trust him and lean on him. If you say things like, I think you could play for anyone in the world, including Bayern Munich, then you probably do rate the player quite a bit so that helps as well um, but also yeah Bielsa like I said he's he's so stubborn when it comes to midfielders and when we know this and there's only been like three or four names that he's ever said sort of yes to that we're aware of which is like Cuisance we'll go back a long way for that one and that fell through and then obviously we had the Gallagher and O'Brien debacle last summer and aronson in january and i think those are the only sort of four players i can think off the top of my head that he would have happily taken in central midfield so he was kind of just you know living with what he had and click was one of those players so that's why he never you know got rid of him he constantly kept playing him and probably overused him as like we mentioned
0: hobbsy last season was obviously a really poor season from start to finish for everybody like i don't think anybody came out with with um, huge amounts of credit from from last season, um, but did did clicks level particularly drop hugely from from the previous season? Do you think?
2: I don't think he's one that I would single out. I, I think I think that he was down, but like I said, I think you've just said basically said they all were down level wise. I think I would say, as Adam just said as well, that his body. Was just kind of broken to bits. I don't think he was like it's not like he missed games injured. I don't think, but he just didn't seem to have maybe the same. I don't know if he didn't have the same drive for it anymore, or just it just wasn't in his legs anymore, to to get up and down the pitch in the way that he had. Um, but you know he was four down, four years down the line, uh, and a ridiculous amount of minutes in his legs. So I I think I would say that his level dropped. Um. But I, I, w- like, I kind of felt like someone like Ailing maybe dropped further in terms of where he was the year before and then what he delivered last season. Uh, although probably Ailing, you could say he still had a couple of match-winning performances, whereas I don't know if I'd say that Click had any sort of match-winning performances last season.
0: It was a really difficult season under Bielsa, certainly, um, but then... As we all know, the 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 change in manager happened in in February, um, and it, it, it seemed that the, there's been some challenges in in Click fitting into Marsh's team, into Marsh's way of being. So, Adam, tell me tell me why you think Click didn't fit into Marsh's team at the end of last season.
1: Well, I think his best position is obviously some sort of a number eight, right? So we have now got rid of that completely. We only have pivot players, which is like your defensive midfielders and you sort of wide number 10s and even though I think he's kind of got the skill set for both of those roles in some sort of capacity it's still not his best position you'd run him as like an 8 or a 10 maybe um i think he did okay in the circumstances i think i already touched on the stuff like him wanting to build up in wide areas and create overloads and that's that sort of area that maybe was what made him fall out so badly with marsh and obviously I don't remember which game it was and I don't know if either of you can recall but there was one game where they were clearly frustrated with each other and they were clearly quite angry with each other at the end of last season.
2: I think it was Palace away.
1: Was it Palace? Yeah, Yeah, there you go. And we were really poor that day so he's probably just remonstrating with him saying, you know, let's do this because this is what I know and this is what I think is best and Marsh is like no you've got to do it my way even though well <laughs> we didn't seem to do that by the very end but yeah I don't I don't really understand it either and and I can't tell if we're at a point now where Click doesn't feel like he fits in the system and Marsh also doesn't think he maybe quite fits for him either and I'm not just on about from a like footballing perspective but maybe as, as a person if he's actively spoken out against him either like you know to his face or behind his back you know uh, at the club then we don't know that but that's potentially something that could have happened and maybe they are at a point now where they're both finding it is it, that it is the most um sort of optimistic thing to do now oh, sorry the most i don't know what the word i'm looking for here is the, the best way forward i guess is is a part pragmatic of the it's a
0: pragmatic thing yeah, yeah well yeah. yeah where
1: mutually they're both agreeing that this is the best thing for them um and yeah that might be the case and uh, if that is i'll be quite upset because I mean, I don't want to lose all of the players from that era. It's probably my favourite era as a Leeds fan, given my age. So um, players like Click were very symptomatic of it, and I, I don't want to see him go.
0: Hobbsy, in terms of how Click would fit into a Marsh system, whether it be like a 4-2-3-1 version of it or or the 4-2-2, uh, where do you see him
2: fitting in best into a system like that if, if he were to fit into it? It's weird because I initially thought that he fitted in really well in the in the double pivot I I mean I wrote about it um, because I thought that he sort of had that ability to play some of those vertical passes even though it's not really what he did under Bielsa like you knew that it was there in in his sort of skill set and in the Leicester game I thought he was one of the better players like in that first half it was super where we were playing probably the most like marsh ball that we actually played in in those 12 games um so i felt like it could work and then and then it just sort of stopped like marsh stopped using him to do that started to um yes yeah, started to go with um like Forshaw and and calvin uh, instead and then obviously Forshaw gets the injury and then it's like I think he had to go back to Calvin and click, but then he started to bring on Greenwood. Oh, Greenwood, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously by the time it gets to the end of the season, he makes that big call uh, and goes with Greenwood there. Um, and I think, you know, that told you right there and then, like for whatever reason, he, he thinks he gets more of what he wants um, out of Greenwood and we've seen that sort of carry on. Um, I, I I still think now, like... Regardless of the fact that Rodrigo just scored a hat trick or got two goals and forced an own goal, as I, as I would argue, <laughs> um, <laughs> in the Cagliari game, I still think that Click could probably do that role better. Mm, I agree. Um, like, he's probably not going to score the three goals, but I think he's going to serve the system better because, regardless of the fact that he's a, he's not got the same sort of level as he had as a presser, he's still a better presser than Rodrigo. And I think he does enough in terms of like his linking up, um, his like, he, he won't be as aggressive in the passes that he makes, but I think he would fit within that sort of technical players in the, in the attacking positions, um, sort of philosophy there. And, and he would play passes in behind. Um, yeah, but clearly we don't think that he's, like quite got the the x factor that i think rodrigo can on his day have
1: yeah it's frustrating as well because i agree with that what you just said there and that sort of short incisive sort of link up passing he's really good at that he does it deeper usually for us but i think he's really good at, he could be really good at it in the final third as well and i completely agree with what you're saying he's definitely a better presser so i i agree he could have been really well used in that sort of area as well but when we're not going to see it now i don't think
0: so Adam has sort of said that he feels that maybe, maybe the pragmatic thing is for click to move on at this point. Hobbs is this, is this the right time for him to move on? I mean, quite apart from all, all of our emotional attachments to him.
2: I mean, I think for for us like if even if we just take our own yeah, as you say, not not thinking of our emotional attachments to him, but I think for us in terms of squad depth, I'd want to keep mm. him because uh I think JB and Greenwood uh, and even Archie Gray could all be options uh, in the double pivot next season if if needs be. But I would still have Click higher up mm. in in the pecking order than them. Uh, and we know for sure um, is <laughs> is likely to get injuries. Has already got one. So and we also know that he could be a, an option as a ten. Like I I I think we've just experienced a season of like wild uh injury luck it probably won't be as bad as as that again but i still would want him there and i still think there would be plenty of minutes for him but equally for him i can understand it makes sense for him to say well i, I want to play as many starts as i can and going on loan somewhere or if he leaves permanently i don't know mm. like w- gets me that
1: adam yeah I totally echo what you just said and I think for him, it is about minutes, so even though I think he could get a decent amount with us in, in a couple of different positions, I don't think he'd get particularly many starts and that's maybe what he needs. So yeah, I totally agree with what you said and I want him to stay. I agree with the squad depth thing, Like it feels like he may be his fourth choice if everyone's fit in the centre mid roles and, and maybe a little bit lower than that in the, in the attacking midfield roles. But he'd still have a part to play and uh, that's why I'd keep him. I think if he leaves then you're kind of needing another signing actually in central midfield because I wouldn't want to lean on the likes of Gray and JB or whoever else, Greenwood, if, if we wanted to play him there that much and then you're sort of saying well you've only got three actual first team players then which is Forshaw and Rocker and Adams so I think you'd be looking at another signing if we don't keep him so I'd like to see him stay for at least one more season and I'd say the same about Forshaw as well really. I think at least one more season out of both of those before we can Sort of look at maybe improving there again next summer.
0: I think Marsh views it differently, though, right? He he now views Greenwood as above Click in the pecking order. But that's what it seems to be to me. What, what about you? Mm, I
2: I think it is that too, but I I find that concerning. I I think Greenwood's done well, but I I mean he let's be fair. Marsh sees him, you know, he sees them in training every day, and and he has his ideas of this. What I want to see happen tactically. And if he thinks that Greenwood is doing that more, then that's the decision he wants to make. But in terms of like experience and also, you know, I, I'm not 100% sold on whether I even think Greenwood is a Premier League player uh, at this point in time. But um, let, let's see.
0: Okay, um, that brings us to the kind of end of our recollections. Um, except I would I would like to ask for a favourite memory of Mateus Click. From all three of us, then I'm going to start with you, Adam.
1: I'm still not decided. Basically, I'm between four. I'm between.
2: <laughs> you can't say all the ones that we're going to say. Okay,
1: I'm, pick one. I'm going to say oh, <laughs> the first goal of the Bielsa era because it's what started everything off, and it was magical.
0: Okay, that's that's fine,
2: Hobbsy? Yeah, I mean that's a great one. I'm going to go Derby Spygate. Mm-hmm. Um, just it just feels like that sort of summed him, him up as yeah. as a. As a as a person right he he was kind of establishing himself as like the guy with personality mm. like in the in the squad and just that classic like that was a, an absolutely crazy night wasn't it mm. like all the sort of controversy surrounding everything leads sort of whipping up a bit of a like us against the world kind of atmosphere ellen road Crazy, um, this phenomenal performance that the team put on mm. and then those pictures of him at the end doing doing the binoculars. Yeah. Like that sticks in the mind. He was outstanding in that game too. Like the, well, they all were basically. I thought him and Forshaw yeah, yeah. in midfield just didn't give Derby like a second to breathe. Yep, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely agree. And I would have chosen my my first choice was the first goal uh, against Stoke but I'm going to go with one that I don't know how many people remember which is there was a a really crap home game against Bolton where there was a me- yes. where, there were, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> where there was a me- where there was where there was a melee on the touchline and Click's contribution to this melee was to pour cold water down a player's back to wind him up, and I just I loved yeah, I loved great. it. It was it was superb. Um, they just summed him I, I, up,
1: didn't they? Those two moments where yeah, he's just a bit of a shit house.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also enjoyed "fuck off, Bob" quite a lot too um, <laughs> last season. So
2: <laughs> we just we love him for like for who he is as well. Yeah. Like this is it. Like he was an amazing player for us, and we all want that to go on but we you know i think we kind of know it's probably not going to but calvin was supposed to be the fan on the pitch Mm. but it kind of felt like click sort of made himself that as well the 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 human character i think tom woodhead said this before but like now footballers feel like like robots on the internet Mm. um and clicks the guy who's just still him himself, yeah, yeah, absolutely agree.
1: That amazing video of him on when we got promoted with the the beer, that, and he was just clearly absolutely battered, and he just, it, I just loved him. Yeah, and I will miss him if he goes, and I hope he's, he stays for another year.
0: And so say all of us. Okay, that leads us to the end of the podcast. It's been really fun. This I've really enjoyed it, guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming on and and talking about this, uh, talking about Mateus Click. Um, so I think that the next thing that's likely to come out um, from the Patreon specials is going to be Under-21's podcast. We can't call it 23s, are we, oh, anymore, can we? Which is That's the name of our group chat. Well, yeah, which is <laughs> de- devastating. But we will find a new and pithy title for, our, for the next episode of this podcast, which will come out in a couple of weeks. Um, so all there is left for me to do is to say thanks, Josh. Thanks, mate. And thanks, Adam.
1: Thanks so much, mate. Bye, everyone.